You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The Eagles are at the podium, and we have it all for you right here. Thanks to the good people at SB Nation and BleedingGreenNation.com. I'm your host, John Stolness. Follow me on Twitter at John Stolness, and make sure you're following the podcast at BGN underscore radio as well. We've got three news conferences coming up for you here. The first two will feature Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz's press conferences from after the game on Sunday. And then you'll hear Doug's presser from Monday with the day after reaction. And after this is done, don't forget to check out the latest Kisten Solak show where they broke down all of Sunday's win over the Jets at Lincoln Financial Field. But before we get to the news conferences, some big news in the NFC East. Washington has fired head coach Jay Gruden. This is not a huge surprise. We were expecting something like this. Uh, There were some rumors last week that it might be coming this week, and they didn't waste any time getting it done. Jay Gruden was summoned into the Washington facility for a 5 a.m. meeting with Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen. Why are you even answering the phone at 5 in the morning? I mean, you know what's coming. If you're Jay Gruden, you know what that phone call's all about. Man, you let that puppy ring. You return the call at 9. Tell him you'll be there at 11. I mean, what are you doing going in there at 5 in the morning to go get fired? That I mean, I get wanting to get it over with, I guess. But goodness, or you just say, hey, man, listen, guys, do it over the phone. Am I out? If I'm out, then I'm out, and I'll come in and get my stuff later this morning. I mean... My goodness. Uh, Jay Gruden fired as head coach of Washington after an 0-5 start to the season. This is his sixth year at the helm. Only one postseason appearance for Jay Gruden in his six seasons in Washington, and he went 35-49-1 as head coach. But how much of this is really Gruden's fault? I mean, do I think he's the best coach in the world? No, but you talk about an organization where you are just set up to fail year after year. That is Washington. That's what this organization is. It's an embarrassment. It's probably the worst-run organization in professional sports. The team announced offensive line coach Bill Callahan will replace Gruden on an interim basis. In the statement announcing that Gruden would no longer be the head coach, the Redskins said, Through the first five games of the 2019 season, the team has clearly not performed up to expectations, and we all share in that responsibility. Of course, Snyder can't fire himself, and Bruce Allen isn't going to fire himself. Moving forward, we are committed to doing all that we can collectively as an organization to turn things around and give our Redskins fans and alumni a team they can be proud of in 2019 and beyond. No thank you to Jay Gruden. No, we appreciate your service, Jay Gruden. Just get the hell out of the building at 5 in the morning, Jay Gruden. Now, again, Gruden's departure was not a surprise. I think even he saw it coming. There were some embarrassing pictures that came out last week of him apparently smoking weed and uh, trying to hit on young girls and all that, and uh, that was, I think, taken a couple years before that video, but it emerged last week, so that clearly didn't look good. But, I mean, he was he was on his way out anyway. That rumor was 
out there going back to last week. And coming into the season, he was a guy who was on the hot seat. So it was no surprise after their loss on Sunday to the New England Patriots that Gruden was asked about his his job status and the possibility that he could be fired. And this is what he said. Nobody's told me anything. And uh, I don't have a concern. I'll just wait and see. My key works on Monday. Keep working. Uh, go attack the Miami Dolphins and uh, plan on getting our first win next week. I've been provided ample opportunity to succeed around here. I got uh, good players. I got a good staff. Um, we just haven't produced on Sundays. So now Bill Callahan will get the reins, and it really is fascinating to think about the good coaches that have gone through that organization that, man, if they were head coaches now, you would think that they would have a better shot than with Callahan at the helm. Uh, Kyle Shanahan used to be in Washington. Sean McVay, of course, was in Washington for a long time. Current Green Bay head coach Matt LaFleur. Now they're going to be looking to hire a head coach that is hopefully as capable as the ones they lost. Hopefully for them, not for us. I hope they keep Bill Sh Bill Callahan forever. I mean, that, that would certainly be fine with us. But uh, if you're a head coach, why would you want to work there? I'm trying to think. If I'm a head coach, even if I'm a college head coach, and I've always wanted to coach in the NFL. Going to Washington is a recipe for failure. It's likely going to be the only shot you ever get, and there's no way it's going to turn out well. History tells us this. I mean, this is this is not hyperbole. You, all you have to, you know, the past is prologue, folks. As long as Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen are at the helm of this thing, it's, it's not going to work out. Listen to the full-time coaches hired by Snyder and their records over the years. Marty Schottenheimer, 8-8. Eight and eight. Steve Spurrier, 12 and 20. Joe Gibbs, 30 and 34. Jim Zorn, 12 and 20. Mike Shanahan, 24 and 40. And now Jay Gruden, 35, 49 and 1. Since Bruce Allen took over, Washington is 59, 92 and 1. And he's fired two head coaches. What head coach is going to take this job? Nobody good is going to take the head coaching job at Washington. You're going to have to find somebody who's green, like a Cliff Kingsbury, somebody who would who, who would never even be on the radar of anybody legitimate. That's who's taking this job. Or an offensive assistant with Washington is taking this job. Because nobody good from outside the organization is taking this job. Maybe you get Chip Kelly. They bring Chip Kelly back. Let's do this. Let's Let's call Chip Kelly. Because clearly his work in college now has warranted another shot at the NFL. It's the worst place in the NFL to be a head coach. The, the front office that you have to work with in Washington is the worst in the NFL. They're not going to get anybody good. It's really ama it's, it's just amazing the train wreck that is the Washington football franchise. NFL rankings on offense since 2014. Jay Gruden's first year with the team. They're 24th in points per game, 21 points per game. 17th in total yards per game, 27th in rushing yards per game. They're tied for 25th in turnovers and 25th in third down percentage. And if you're looking for reasons why they let him go now, well, Washington has been brutal this year. They're 30th out of 32 NFL clubs in scoring. They're averaging 14.5 points a game and on defense allowing 30.2 points per game. And according to Will Selva of the NFL Network, in NFL history, only 19 coaches have coached 80 or more games for a single franchise and not won a single playoff game for that team. Jay Gruden, folks, is one of them. And Gruden has the fifth lowest winning percentage among those 19 coaches at 423. Rehan Walker, who is a Washington football team reporter for The Athletic, said with Bill Callahan coming, becoming the interim head coach, they want the team, he wants the team to establish the run. 
more in these next 11 games. Rihanna was told that Callahan stood up at a team meeting last week and said the team has the least rushing attempts in the league, making a note that we have the least amount of rushing attempts in the league and that they want to establish the run. Please do that, Bill Callahan. Please establish the run with, with, with Adrian Peterson. Please try that. The games will go much faster. Fewer incompletions. They'll, they'll, they'll go much faster. You'll lose much quicker that way. It'll, you'll do us all a favor. I mean, look, obviously the problem in Washington is not Jay Gruden. Well, I think he's a fine coach. He's, I don't think he's shown himself to be anything special, but he's not the problem here. I mean, they were on their way to the playoffs last year before Alex Smith got her. I think they were 6-3 and three when Alex Smith went out, and then the season completely tanked. I love how the AP wrote, the Associated Press wrote up a story on Jay Gruden getting fired this morning, and this is what they wrote. It was great. This season alone has seen star left tackle Trent Williams hold out, a shuffle at quarterback after Dwayne Haskins was taken number 15 overall in the draft, a series of injuries up and down the roster, and perhaps most upsetting to team leadership, increasingly large contingents of visiting fans attending games at Washington's home stadium. People don't want to go watch this football team play. Did you see how many New England Patriots fans were at the game yesterday? It's unbelievable. And I think things came to a head last week in the Giants game when Gruden put Haskins in, who was clearly not ready. And I, it seems for all the world like the front office was pushing Gruden to get Haskins in the game. And this was Gruden's way of saying, no, see, he's not ready. He's not ready. But you guys know better, so let's get him in the game. I mean, he hasn't had a single pos skill position player this year to count on. Jordan Reed hasn't been able to play. McLaurin has potential, but he's still a rookie. Peterson isn't all that good. There's a reason the ca the, the, the Washington Redskins are 0-5. They have the, maybe the outside of the Jets and the Dolphins the least amount of talent in football. This is the worst team in the NFC by far. And I don't know that Haskins is the answer at quarterback. I mean, what if they wasted the number 15 overall pick on Dwayne Haskins? Certainly changing changing head coaches right now is not going to help Haskins. What's this, is, what, what is this going to do for his development? If Washington goes outside the system for the next head coach and now Haskins has to learn a second offensive system in his first two years, that's how you ruin a young quarterback, by the way. But, I, you know, Gruden has had a long time at the helm in Washington. And it finally came to an end here on the Monday after week five. So lots of problems in Washington. I live in the D.C. area, so listening to Washington Sports Talk Radio is going to be a joy uh, this week. It's from just what an amazing... What an amazing show they're putting on here in Washington, D.C. And so let's move now to Dallas. Dallas losing to Green Bay on Sunday, 34-24 to in a game in which the Packers were up 31-3 to at one point. That moves the Eagles into a first-place tie in the NFC East with Dallas. And after a couple of weeks of Dallas fans crowing about three straight wins to open the season and the Eagles falling to 1-2, we all knew that the Cowboys' 3-0 start was a mirage. We all knew that they beat three quarterbacks that really don't have any business playing in the NFL. Eli Manning is benched. Case Keenum now benched. Josh Rosen, 0-2 on the season now. They they lost a 12-10 game to the New Orleans Saints with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. And the Saints are a pretty good team, even with Bridgewater at quarterback. So that's not a horrible loss on the road, losing that football game. But then to come home against Green Bay, a team the Eagles beat on a short week in Green Bay the week before, and Green Bay comes in and puts up a 31-3 lead on you in the second half, if you're a Cowboys fan and you were crowing those first three weeks, you're going to have a hard time at work, next, especially for all of you Cowboys fans living in Philadelphia, of which there are many, of which doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I had, I had the Cowboys as the number two team in my NFC rankings that I did on Friday, but... 
obviously I knew a lot of it was contingent on how they played against Green Bay. I mentioned that in the podcast that I did, the Kevin Nagandi podcast, that it was a lot of it was going to be contingent on how they did against Green Bay. Now we see. Now we see what the Cowboys are. I mean, they opened the season with teams who are combined 2-12. and 12. Then they lost to the Saints without Drew Brees. And Aaron Rodgers did not have Devontae Adams on Sunday. And the Cowboys now sit at 3-2. and two. And Dak Prescott's getting a lot of the blame for good reason. Three interceptions yesterday. One of them wasn't really his fault. He threw for 463 passing yards. But 320 of those yards were in the second half when they were down 31-3. to three. So Dak now has four interceptions in his last 45 pass attempts. Carson, two interceptions in 20, 221 pass attempts this year. And we see that Prescott is good when Zeke Elliott is good and when the defense is shutting teams down. But when that's not happening, and listen, it's hard for any quarterback to come back from 31-3. to I'm not saying Prescott should absolutely have brought the, brought the Cowboys back to a victory. But when, when everything is not going great around him, he struggles. And he put his team, he put his defense into some holes early with those, with those picks. He's losing himself some money here, too. If you're Jerry Jones, you're not giving Dak Prescott the money he wants right now. Ezekiel Elliott couldn't get anything going with offensive tackle Tyron Smith out. 12 attempts for 62 yards. He has just 97 yards in the last two games, Ezekiel Elliott does. Not coincidentally, the two losses. And the Cowboys could not stop Aaron Jones. Four touchdowns for Aaron Jones. Rodgers threw to nine different receivers with Dallas playing soft. Rodgers just picked them apart. This loss really helps the Eagles in so many different ways. Helps with tiebreaker scenarios, with record against common opponents, with the Eagles having beaten the Packers. It was also hilarious watching Jason Garrett draw a 15-yard unsportsmanlike penalty call, and something that only happens in baseball. You only get you only get penalized and kicked out of games in baseball for swearing at the umpire. What what did Jason Garrett say throwing the challenge flag that warranted a 15-yard penalty? I mean, I I I can't imagine either that referee was a very delicate flower or Jason Garrett said something very bad. I mean, you don't see that in football. So now the Cowboys are going to have to wait two weeks to prove themselves because they get the Jets this week, and we know the Cowboys are going to beat the Jets. They're going to move to 4-2. and two. The, the New York Jets are the worst football team I've, some, I've seen come into Lincoln Financial Field in years. The Cowboys are going to have the Jets. They're going to have a week to get better, and Dak will probably throw 300 yards and three touchdowns, and everybody's going to, going to talk about how great he is again. But I think the Cowboys are going to be waiting two weeks to, to really prove themselves again. The Eagles go to Minnesota next week, so they have a. I think it's a difficult challenge against Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. Cousins plays better in Minnesota. He always plays well against the Eagles. Uh, we'll see how things go there in Minnesota. But then that's going to set up a first-place showdown, no matter how these games turn out next week, between the Eagles and the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football two weeks from now. Whoever wins that game is going to be on top of the NFC East as the season approaches the midway point. Big doings in the NFC East on Sunday, both of them going in the Eagles' favor. Uh, it's really going to be fascinating to see what happens in Washington, and Dallas has a week to kind of question who they are. What are they? Are they a th th the 3-0 and team that that pounded three really bad teams, or are they the team that's lost their last two games with Dak Prescott's uh, leadership ability and ability to, to, to win football games when things aren't going well around him against good football teams? Are they, are they the bad Cowboys or the good Cowboys? We're going to see both of these franchises kind of twist in the wind here this week as both get ready for games on Sunday. It's going to be a lot of fun here if you're an Eagles fan. Anyway, let's send it down to the podium. You're going to hear from Doug Peterson first, Carson Wentz next. We'll take a commercial break, and then you'll hear from Doug Peterson's Monday news conference the day after with some reflections on the Eagles' big win over the Jets on Sunday. Yeah, you know, listen, like I told the guys after the game, I mean, it's it's obviously great to win in this league, and it's hard to win in this league, and, and there's many ways to win in this league. And um, 
yeah, when you're in the fourth quarter with that type of lead, I mean, it's obviously um, it's nice to have uh, a lot of credit to the defense today uh, to, to get us that lead. Um, and uh, you can you can breathe a little bit, you know, um, at least halfway through the fourth quarter. Do you think you guys played well? Yeah, I don't no. Says. No. No. What, was the, what were the biggest issues? Well, one, the penalties. I mean, you saw on offense um, how sort of average we played. I mean, you know, we'd, we'd take – for instance, a first down run for eight or nine, and we have a holding, or you know, a pass, and have a either give up a sack or um, you know, holding, or it just the penalties just just put put us in too many long situations today. Second long, third long. I mean, haven't looked at the uh, stat book yet, but I bet you there was uh, many of those were second long and third long plays that it's hard to overcome in this league. And then that's a good defense. No, don't don't get me wrong. That's a that's a good defense. It's a good front. Um, but uh, no, we didn't. We didn't play offensively. Didn't play good enough to, uh, you know, we got to look at it and make corrections. What was some of the issues you thought in terms of being able to throw the ball downfield? Well, number one, again, good pass rush. It's a really good pass rush. They got they got good edge rushers, good tackles, um, and and um, you know we just we got edged a few times. But uh, um, you know we we got to look at the tape. We got to we got to be hard and critical on ourselves. I got to look at it from from my standpoint as a play caller and. And, um, and and get better. Yeah, this is he's he's a he's a he actually he's a he's a two deep guy, and there were variations of, of cover two um, at the snap. Uh, he brought a lot of uh, edge pressure uh, with the corners and safeties, and um, you know, so it disrupts a little a little bit, keeps your backs in, things like that. Um, and then and then he'll switch gears and, and play single high man. Um, and, and do the same thing. So uh, it's it's a nice it's a nice defense. It's a complex defense, but uh, I thought um, we just didn't do enough, um, you know, to overcome some of the some of the mistakes that we made. Yeah, with the games, the stretch you've got coming up, the three on the road, a couple after that against really good teams. What do you and the group have to do to make sure that you knock off you know, the sloppiness that you had today? Oh, we just got to keep working. Um, you know, it starts when the players come back on Tuesday, and uh, we get a chance to watch this tape. We get to make. Make the corrections with the players um, and and get ready for uh, for our next opponent. So, you know that's the only way we know how to do it. You know, is to come back ready to work this week. With the past four games, were you ever concerned that pass rush wasn't going to come this year? That it was going to be a, a, t- a tough year generating. No, I, I was never concerned with that. I, I, you know, I mean, you know, there's been a lot of talk about Fletch and 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 uh, you know he's 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 now coming into his own. He's feeling good and healthy and. Um, you saw today, I think 10 sacks today got after them and, and, um, you know, so, uh, I didn't have any worries, you know, moving forward. So do you think that your team, you know, considering what, how big a favorite you were, your team didn't focus, your team didn't play hard? If so, do you think that that's an issue? Well, I, I know, I know sometimes you can, you can kind of get caught up in that, you know, as players, as coaches, I mean, you get caught up in that, you know, but again, uh, in this league, it's, it's hard, it's hard to win. And, and we always focus on us and, and control what we can control. And, you know, we can't make the mistakes um, and, and expect to win, you know, each week. Um, this is a team sport, takes all three phases. And, um, you know, uh, sometimes you can get caught up in it. But, uh, you know, it's just a matter of just us focusing on us and, and, and eliminating the mistakes that we had today to, to get better and and, uh, and try to just, you know, again, like everybody says, try to just go 1-0 each week. When you bring a guy back like Orlando, who had been with the team earlier, but, you know, he 
he's thrown into a situation like that. Did you, did you talk to him at all this week about what would be expected of him, and how did you like to see him come out to sacks and return for a touchdown? Yeah, no, I, you know, he, he understands. He's a veteran player. I didn't have to have any conversations with with uh, with him. Um, and, and, you know, he, he just kind of fit in and did exactly, uh, you know, what the defense, what Jim what Jim dialed up today. Uh, it was great to see, you know, the the uh, the effort that he had. Uh, he made some big plays today for us. Obviously the touchdown uh, there uh, at the end of the game. Um, and uh, he'll get better each week. You've coached against him before. What makes him an effective Because he's, he's played that role in the past. Yeah, he's, no, he's, he's, he's a smart guy. He's, uh, he times up the blitzes. He, uh, you know, sometimes these guys can, can kind of slither their way through, you know, and, and get under blocks and, and, you know, they're quick enough to bend and, and uh, edge the corner. And uh, this is this is who he is, you know, and, and uh, he's, he's a great addition. Glad we were able to get him back. How much the offense been missing to Sean, and what are your expectations of when he can be back? Well, um, you know, obviously, you know, one player um, can can add add value, but it's again on offense. It's eleven guys, and, and you know, obviously, the, the the opportunity to maybe throw the ball a little bit deeper down the field um, can can add with his with his speed. You know, a veteran guy. Uh, but uh, you know, I, th- I thought today too, though our, our receivers, um, you know, did some good things when the ball went off. They did some nice things down the field. Uh, we're able to take advantage of some things. I thought the tight ends played played well. Uh, we just got too many mistakes. Too many mistakes today. We got to clean up. Two more yeah. What was the plan for Sidney Jones today? Yeah, he uh, he he was he was you know healthy enough to dress. Um, you know, he didn't. The only problem was he he didn't take any of the a lot of reps during the week. You know, because we were trying to get him get him to, to today. Um, and, uh, you know, he was there as a, as a backup, you know, corner DB, and, and we'll, we'll assess and, and, you know, see where he's at this next week. Are you concerned at all about him maybe holding the ball just a tick too long? He was bent back a couple of times today. He's been bent back five or six times this year. Is that maybe the next step in his maturation process? Um, I thought overall he, he handled, you know, he handled things well, obviously, until, until I go back and, and look at it tomorrow. But, um, you know, we we got to do a better job with protection. We got to understand, you know, with with the quarterback position too that that you know it's okay to you know uh, either check it down or throw it throw it away from time to time. Um, just understand that's kind of been what we've done, you know, leading up up to this game. But I, I thought I thought he played he played tough. He played tough and, and and he did the things we asked him to do today. Okay, thanks. Guys. Thank you. I'm thrilled winning. I love winning, but. Uh, like you said, offensively not our best. Um, something that uh, we definitely need to clean up. We definitely got to be better. We got to stay ahead of the chains. We got to stay in the field. Um, we know we can be better. Uh, we've shown it. We know we can. Uh, but you know, we, we got to now execute it. But again, our defense played incredible. Um, put us in great situations. Uh, you know, shoot gave us 14 points. Um, so they played great. And again, that's a good that's a good defense. But we can be better offensively. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I feel bad for quarterbacks. I got to play our, our defense, our D line. You know, I, I see it in training camp. I see it. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I'm wearing a red jersey, so they're not hitting me. But uh, our D line is great, and uh, they were able to get after him. And uh, especially as we got up, got up early, and they knew they had to had to pass. I mean, uh, our D D line played great.
Yeah, it's hard to say. Um, we got we got to watch the tape, but first of all, you know they they do a good job on defense. You know they they play their their cover two, their different looks. They you know bring some pressures. You know make it tough on you as an offense. Um, but you know we had some penalties. We had um, just some miscues, miscommunications, some things that we got to just get ironed out. And um, you know some of the bigger things. You know stay out of the chains. And you know, we were in too many second and really longs, and, and those are tough to, to convert. So uh, like I said, offensively we just got to be better. Yeah, I mean, being three and two, obviously, especially after the one and two start is big for us, um, especially heading into, uh, you know, we take it one week at a time, but we realize we're, we're on the road three straight weeks now, and, and that's tough to do in this league. Um, but, you know, we're going to we're gonna rally back and uh, keep try and keep this train rolling. Is it possibly offense kind of took its foot off the pedal a little bit when you got a lead in the way the defense was dominating Carson a little bit today? Uh, I don't think so. You know, I never want to make that excuse. You know, there's, there's things that we can just definitely execute and, and be better. Um, especially when we do get up on teams and not try and keep let them keep letting them hang around, we want to you know put the pedal down there in those situations. So we got to be better on that. Carson, how are the receivers doing over the last two weeks as far as getting open? And is there a noticeable effect without Deshaun? Are things different? Yeah, I mean the receivers are playing great. You know, I feel extremely confident in those guys and. Um, you know, you know, me and Nelly, for example, just missed those two today, and you know they had um, the ICT on the one. But um, you know, I feel extremely confident in the guys that we have. You know, receivers, tight ends, the backs of the backfield. Uh, I feel really good uh, where we're at in the passing game. We just gotta, you know, uh, hit some of these some of these plays that are there to be made. So each of your knees took a little bit of a, I guess, a test today. Yeah. How are you doing? And are those instances where you you could get rid of the ball a little bit quicker, maybe not try to extend it? Uh, hard to say. Um, feel good though. You know, I feel good. My body's fine. You know, I feel feel good coming out of it. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to say if those are times. You know, I'm I'm fighting to get rid of the ball, throw it away, and um, you know, but I, I do fortunately feel good. Take us through that play when you had to chase down the the high snap. Uh, you were kind of looking at a pretty big loss there until you yeah. found Collins. Uh, I mean, at that point, it's just get the ball and try and throw it away. You know, and unfortunately, Mac was trailing the play, so we had a receiver there. Um, obviously, a situation you never want to be in, but uh, we were able to salvage it and uh, get in the end zone a couple plays later. We sometimes take for granted when athletes do things that are remarkable. You ducked the sack today. I don't know if you remember. I think it was William who ducked the sack for completion. Is that the kind of the, the balance you have to strike between, you know, living to fight another day and continuing to fight today? I mean, without a doubt. I mean, that's something, you know, you always want to make a play for your team, especially on third down. And, um, you know, that that fighter mentality that I'm not going to go down and I'm going to make a play um, is something that I'm always trying to juggle and balance. And, uh, you know, we were able to stay on the field there, and that was a big pickup for us. Now, you, it looked like you had allowed yourself a little bit of a smile after that play. Is that accurate? Yeah, I, I think someone said something, so I kind of chuckled. But, you know, we, we were able to make the play. Yeah, I mean, I know that's I've I've been in his shoes to some extent. You know, be able to you know not be out there with your teammates when you kind of feel like you're you're maybe ready type of thing. And um, yeah, I do feel feel for him. Um, you know, I'm confident that he'll be he'll be back out there making plays again soon enough. Uh, he's a great kid, great quarterback, so the future is bright for him. And uh, excited for him to to get back out there. Two interceptions in five games. That's a pretty good ratio. It's like one point one or one point two or something like that. Is that something that you were focused on this year? Is it something you've 
sauce that you got here? Um, you know, I feel like, I mean, every every year since I've been here, you know, you want to take care of the football. And, um, you know, I think we've just been we've been smarter with it uh, offensively. You know, I think play calling and just um, trusting the receivers and everything that, that we've put in uh, a lot of work to this offseason. I feel pretty good and pretty confident with, with what I'm seeing, with decisions I'm making, and guys making plays. How important was it to get out to the good start that probably has been trouble doing that? Yeah, it's big. Uh, it's big, you know, coming out with a hot start, um, the way we were able to, to get in the end zone. And, uh, you know, I think we had great field position to start. That always helps. You know, the defense came out swinging right away, made some great plays. And, um, you know, we were able to start fast start. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the defense kept, kept it going for us. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels. But now the only thing you're missing is you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between so you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, and 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Again, it's never it's never as good as you think, and probably never as bad as you think. Um, there are some things though we have to clean up. Uh, we just, you know, we just weren't in sync. Um, and and I give credit to uh, obviously to the to the Jets. I mean, they they had a really good uh, scheme coming into this uh, into this game. Um, you know, gave us gave us some some fits up front with some of their fronts, um, and, and it's a good defense. So. Uh, credit them a little bit, um, and uh, you know, uh, just some things we could take away and, and, and work on and, and get better this week. How about us an update on Deshaun Jackson? Like, might, he might come back. You know, what, what the plan is? Yeah, Deshaun, he's still rehabbing. Obviously, he's working. Um, you know, uh, I just met with the medical team, and, and uh, you know, he's going to do a little more. We're going to push him a little bit more this week to to do some more, you know, running and, and things like that, and and uh, we'll see. He's kind of. He's getting close, uh, you know, day by day. And, um, you know, we'll see here, you know, tomorrow and Wednesday and the next day where he's where he's at. As a head coach, is there, um, when, you, when you have a, a sort of a blowout win, not, uh, not to be mean about blowout, but is there a part of you that's sort of happy that there are things that there you can sort of hammer on the guys that you can do these things better? Yeah, I, I, there there are. And, and that's the thing is, you know, it's again, it's never as good as you think and never as bad as you think. But... You know, to, to be able to score um, twice on defense and then what we did offensively, you, you can still take away um, and, and play better, you know, um, especially on offense. And 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 so that's something that uh, each, and, and, you know, wins and losses. I mean, you know, wins, we say, can cover up a lot of, a lot of flaws. But, but uh, you know, if we continue, uh, you know, to make – the errors or the or the the assignment errors that we did on offense, obviously, as we as we go, you know, we're not going to win those games. But uh, definitely a lot to 
a lot to take away and, and work on moving forward. When you brought in Deshaun, you talked about how that was kind of an element that had been missing from the offense. How much are you missing that right now without him? Well, yeah, you, you miss his explosiveness, obviously, uh, the threat to, you know, stretch a defense, um, his ability to get open. Um, yeah, you, you miss that. Um, and, and yet, you know, at the same time, though, we, you know, we can't make excuses for it. We got to, we got to, you know, help him get healthy and get back on the field and, and then, and then play with, uh, play with the guys we have. We're still, you know, Alshon's been doing a great job. Nelly's been doing a great job. Our two tight ends have been, have been solid. The run game's picked up. So, um, we just got to make that work as well. In regards to Deshaun's abdomen injury, is it a case of whether he needs to have surgery or not? Is it a sports hernia that uh, potentially he needs? No, nothing like that. So, uh, just just rehab. So just his normal rehab. So what kind of injury is the uh, is it a strain? Is it just a strain. Okay. As far as I know, as far as what you know, I mean, I you might want to ask our doctors, but I'm not a. You know, I'm going to wear a stethoscope in here and a med and a lab coat. I, thought, yeah, I, I did, but we, you know, we're talking about him running this week and and getting back out on the field. So what's Sidney's status, and do you, do you anticipate him being able to? Who's that? Sidney Jones. Do you anticipate him being able to actually get on the field and play uh, Sunday? Yeah, I anticipate that. Um, you know, we should integrate him more into practice this week. He, he missed last week, so as far as practice reps go, um, so we should get him into practice this week and then expect him next Sunday. How's Darren Sproles, and if he misses time, what's the punt return situation? Um, yeah, Darren's is a little little more week to week um, with his a strain, um, and and so you know. Uh, We'll work Nelly and and uh, Corey back there. Corey obviously had a mishap yesterday. Struggled last year in that role. Is are are you confident he can be your punt returner? I, I am confident. And the reason we we just got to get him reps this week. He hasn't you know he's missed some time obviously, but uh, he he hasn't done enough of it in practice because he's been working special teams in other areas. Uh, so we got to get him some reps, obviously, this week, uh, whether we do it live off of Cam's foot or Jug's machine. Uh, Nelly obviously can do it, you know, but, uh, yeah, I'm confident in him. Doug, what did the uh, tape tell you about Carson's play? Um, you know, Carson played good. Um, you know, I, he he did things. He did the things that we asked him to do in this football game. Um, you know, there were a few times where I would like to have seen the ball maybe come out just a touch sooner. Um but I thought overall he, he played he played well. Um, you know some things we can clean up with him as well. You know um, you know tomorrow when the guys come back in. But uh, overall I thought he played good. You've, you guys have had to play a lot of cornerbacks the last few years because of injuries and all that. What, what do you say about the job that uh, Corey Youngman has done, just getting those guys ready and developing these young guys? Yeah, it's a credit to, to Corey and and um, you know getting these guys prepared and you know guys that we just you know really bring bring in week one they not on your practice squad or whatever um but yeah he's done a great job preparing these guys and that's that's part of that's part of our jobs as coaches is you're, you're coaching everybody and um he's done a good job doing that Doug, Derek Barnett has three personal fouls I think in five games this season do you or Jim have to talk to him about that have you spoken with him does he you know does he uh risk becoming you know, a guy with a reputation for being a, a dirty player. Well, he and I, you know, we, we, Derek and I have talked. We talked during the week. We talked during the game yesterday about it. You know, and, and, and it, it's, listen, it, it it's an emotional game. And, and sometimes things things escalate during the game. Um, you know, having been out there and, and, and being around those guys, um, obviously you don't want to, you don't want to ever want to be, I don't think, labeled, you know, as one of those type of athletes but uh you know he's aggressive he plays hard 
he plays to the whistle. Um, not going to take that away from him, obviously, but uh, we just got to be smarter. And and it starts with me being, uh, you know, uh, communicating that with the team and, and being a more disciplined football team that way. What happened on the penalty that he had on Sunday? On the uh, interception return? Yeah. Um, what I saw on the coach's tape is just that it, he, uh, he, he was in front of the offensive lineman um, and – they collided, and then he went low on the on the offensive lineman, and it was away from it, He didn't need to do it. It was away from the play. Um, we talked about that as soon as he came off the field. Uh, he understood that, but uh, it was just a, just a mistake that he didn't need, need to make. Are you concerned about Nelly at all? It seems like he's, I don't know if he's pressing. Uh, he just doesn't seem like he's been... The, the Nelly we've seen the last couple of years. No, I'm 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 not concerned with him. Um, we've asked him to do a lot of things, be in m- kind of multiple roles, um, and and he's handled it well. Uh, we just we had some opportunity yesterday. We just we just missed, you know, on a couple of shots down the field yesterday. Um, but no, I'm not, I'm not concerned with him. And and as far as the pressing goes, um, I, I don't see that, you know, with him. Um, we got a lot of confidence in him, and, and uh, we're going to continue to, you know, integrate him into the, 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 the game plan each week. You had Brandon Graham rushing from the inside again yesterday. You did that a few years ago. Is that how you want to have this going forward? Because he seems to be productive there. He is productive in there. Uh, he's quick in there. Um, you know, ultimately, I think I think if you had another tackle, you know, I mean, we're missing Tim and, and Malik, obviously, but uh, if there was another tackle in there, you can keep him on the outside. But it's a good rotation, good mix uh, of, of, of moving BG inside. He, he, again, he is productive in there. Um, and so we'll keep him coming there. Doug, you talked about how tough the Jets defense front was, but your offensive line took a lot of penalties, it seemed like. Uh, after such a dominant game in Green Bay, were you disappointed in, in that at all? Well, you're, you're obviously, you know, disappointed in penalties. You don't want to see that. Um, again, good good front, very strong, very quick off the ball. This was a, a little more of a penetrating style defensive front than, than Green Bay. Um, you know, we'll, we'll send these clips in like we do every Monday on some of the, some of the holds that, uh, you know, were called. But, uh, you know, to us as coaches, it, it, it didn't appear like it was. But... Um, you know, we'll coach it up tomorrow when they come in. There's a pretty good disparity between Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders in terms of their yards per carry. Um, what is, you know, what is, what is your thinking behind pretty much an even distribution of carries between the two? Yeah, I think, obviously, you know, um, I think as we move forward, you know, we've still got a lot of a lot of season left. I think, I think Jordan has kind of um, – First of all, it's it's a good it's a good mix of guys. It's a good mix with those two guys. You're seeing Miles, you know, in the passing game be be a little more explosive with some of the down the field throws with him, um, and with Jordan, you know, he he's kind of the guy that you, you kind of settle down in the run game and, and give him those touches. You know, he's a, he's a between the tackles guy. He's he's big and powerful. Got good vision. Um, and I really think Miles is learning from Jordan uh, running the ball, which is a, which is a positive. And so, I think as we go, you know, um, you know, Jordan has been has been kind of the the lead, you know, back, you know, the last couple of games, uh, you know, for sure. But 
you know, Miles is learning and, and coming and, and really happy with both of them. Doug, there's been no shortage of uh, complaints about the amount of flags that are being thrown, not just in your games, but around yeah, the league. I think Tom Brady turned off, said he turned off the TV during one of the broadcasts because there was too many. Do you feel like the NFL's being a little overzealous when it comes to these penalties, uh, particularly holding calls? Well, I, I know this. It, it, it is tough for the officials. It's The game's high speed. It's fast. It's aggressive. Um, they're having to look at a lot. And uh, so from that standpoint, things, things, um, things, are, things get missed. Um, things get called that, that, you know, as coaches we probably don't think or as players we don't think should be called. I mean, it's just it's, it's tough. And, um, you know, we've got to clean up what we can clean up. We control what we can control. And, uh, you know, we talk to our team every week about penalties and not only penalties that we've committed, but – you know, we show them clips league-wide of things so that we're prepared. Um, and and we have to do a better job, you know, preparing our, our players to, to not make these fouls in-game. Now, just to clarify, are you saying that you, you would expect Jordan to get a higher percentage of the carries moving forward? I think moving forward, um, it's kind of going that way. But, again, you, you know, I can't sit here and tell you if, you know, if Miles has a hot hand one day that, that he gets more touches. But um, right now, that's kind of the kind of the trend. Carson only threw one pass deep yesterday. Was that just a function of the way that the, the Jets were playing? He had two. Both to Nelly. There was a second one? Mm-hmm. There was one up the sideline. Okay. And then the one yeah. down the middle of the field. Okay. So, so, good observation. Um, one of them was a third and third and a mile. Right. And, 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 uh, uh, opportunity to take a shot because normally they play the sticks, they kind of level. So Nelly actually ran ran past uh, uh, the defender on that one. The other one was a, was a called double move uh, to Nelly. Um, both in the game plan, you know, shots to him. So uh, it was a great opportunity to do that and just missed on both of them. If you think back to April when the schedule came out, what was your reaction when you saw three consecutive road games? I was excited. You were yeah, get, get on the road, three, you know. Three great hotels, you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, um, I don't know. I mean, it, it is what it is. Honestly, I mean, I you know, we we don't we don't get a chance to make the schedule. We we know who our opponents are. We just don't know when and where we play them. Did, did that did I answer that question? The follow up's a good one. All right. Will you do anything different these next three weeks in terms of preparation? No, no, because I mean they're all you know I mean these these next two uh, are obviously uh, with Minnesota Dallas they're Central Time Zone games and um, Sunday night I think Dallas so uh, won't do anything different. Two more questions. Were you ever told an, an official reason behind the three road games in a row in the league? Did the league ever no? Your turn. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's fine. It is what it is. What did you make of Minnesota's game yesterday against the Giants? Did you get a chance to look at it? I looked at it this morning. Um, uh, very impressed with uh, Minnesota's defensive line. Obviously, they got off the ball uh, extremely fast. They got they put pressure on 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 Daniel Jones uh, a little bit. Um, I felt too that the Giants' offense missed a couple things, you know, in the game. But uh, overall, Minnesota uh, they came out. Uh, both sides came out very aggressive, um, as we know, and uh, you know Dalvin Cook can be can be very explosive. Um, but uh, defensively, um, yeah, they came out with uh, with an aggression. They they were on a mission yesterday, obviously, uh, with some of the things that have been going on there. So uh, it's really really good win for them. Okay. All right, thanks. thanks.
more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.